episode i am one of your hosts jordan garcia as always i got mondo arvizu here yep and we're here today and you know usually what we do here on the criterion cult podcast is we'll talk about a film from the criterion collection and then one of us will bring a film that we believe belongs in that collection and we'll kind of you know argue about it or at least talk about what it is yeah discuss it review it yeah yeah Yeah, see what we think but bonus episodes are a little different what we try to do here is we try to talk about newer films. Just, yeah, you know, just yeah, to newer get them in the conversation. That, yeah. and, and in a way, you know, we are sort of talking about these films kind of in a way to sort of let them uh, inch their way into the Criterion Collection, right? Yeah, because it's it, not unheard of for newer films to be immediately re- released by Criterion. Like, oh, yeah, not at all. Well, the Irishman, Marriage Roma, Story, Roma. Yeah, Marriage Story. A lot um, of Netflix movies. Yeah, The Portrait of a Lady on Fire, yeah. which, which wasn't a Netflix movie. Well, that well, no, but that went to Hulu, right? Right away? That was like No, we the... saw it in the theater, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're that right. was the last film we saw. But, but I feel oh, like it, really, would, but... it would be kind of nice, right, if they start dipping into HBO Max releases Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. In terms, because all right, well, so today let me just talk about what we're going to talk about. We're talking about Nomadland from 2020, basically. Uh, it came out in film festivals and stuff like that, and that is directed by Chloe Zhao, um, and it stars Francis McDormand and David and David Strat Stratteran Strathan Stratteran Stratter. Yeah. Yeah, well, you guys are good in mind on that. If one, you've yeah. seen Good Night, Good Luck, you know, you know who he is, and you know, you've, if you've seen, seen Lost in Yonkers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh, he's in that. Oh yeah, that's right, he's in that too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Nomadland is about um, after losing everything in the Great Recession, a woman embarks on a journey through the American West, living as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad, mm. and that's Frances McDormand. And then, For- so later on. Um, that's the first film we're going to talk about and get into. Yeah. Later on, we're going to talk about Judas and the Black Messiah. And that's from 2021. That's from this year. So it just got released on HBO, HBO Max. That was directed by Shaka King. And that, that was supposed to come out in theaters, though, right? It was supposed to come out okay, in theaters, but yes. But obviously the whole Warner Brothers yes, big dump shit. on yeah. HBO Max. Especially because with shit with COVID. Yeah. But I think they put it out on HBO Max the time that they did so that it can qualify for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, and black history month i guess kind of right oh that yeah that's true yeah, yeah. Like a... that makes sense as well yeah and so that has the great the the getting the, the he's becoming literally the next denzel in my opinion the great daniel kalua and then we have lakeith stanfield who i think is doing an also amazing shit we have jesse plemons who again is another young actor who's just always in everything and always doing solid work and then in this, we also have Dominique Fishback, who plays Fred Hampton's sort of girlfriend, love interest, wife. Uh, and she, I think, really stands out in that film. Yeah. Uh, what she's is... a newcomer. Okay, yeah. I mean, at least for me. I, I think I... she's been in stuff, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, I looked at her IMDb profile or whatever, but I didn't really recognize anything from her filmography or whatever. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah, she was awesome. I, I, I really... Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, let's get right into it. I mean, we're talking Nomadland right off the bat. I mean, we can switch back and forth between the two, but Nomadland right off the bat, I think what I wanted, why why I wanted to do a podcast about it was because 
you know, there there's like certain types of people, and she's gonna get known, uh, uh, Chloe, Chloe Zhao, Zhao mm-hmm. because she's doing a Marvel film. She's doing Eternals, yeah. and that's supposed and, to come out this year, maybe or oh, shit. It was supposed know. to come yeah, out. Yeah, it was year? supposed to come out. Who knows? Yeah, everything's all screwed up. Mm-hmm. But all I know is that I've never been more excited for a Marvel film after watching something like this. But I know it's not gonna be the same thing. Yeah, it's not. I know it's not gonna be the same thing. But still, for me to think that a director like her can get you know after only two films the writer and this one and she's able to get a marvel film that means she's got she's gonna have a load of cash and so she's gonna be able to just do whatever she wants and a director like she's gonna spoof stuff her van yeah yeah she's (laughs) gonna get she's gonna go she's gonna go full nomad (laughs) and she should she absolutely should yeah well yeah i'm definitely curious about um what she's going to do with the Eternals. I mean, obviously, it's... Yeah, how you said it's not going to be filmed the same way, but, right, it's but not gonna maybe be there's going to be... Some, hopefully, the, hopefully, hopefully they did, Marvel just didn't beat the creativity out of her, you know, and make her, like... But I feel like she wouldn't do it if she wasn't... If she didn't think she was going to be able to bring... You know? Yeah. You know, there's people who are, like, James Gunn and Taika Waititi. Yeah, it makes sense why they would do Marvel films, right? Because that, that that that's not too far from their wheelhouse, you know. But yeah, definitely. But her, if you especially if you watch Nomadland and The Rider, mm-hmm. you're just like, what kind of Marvel film could she possibly make from this? Yeah. But I think that she is just what 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 the real point is that she's just a good filmmaker and she could just make anything. And that's what's great about great filmmakers. They can make great indie shit like Nomadland where it feels very raw and the direction is just, you know, it feels like a documentary. It feels like someone just following around this person. You're capturing these moments. You're not really concerned about, you know, uh, big dialogue moments. You just want, like, beautiful images, right? But, you know, in in something like The Eternals, you're not really probably concerned about that. But she probably knows how to still tell that story in mm-hmm. in in a way probably different from Nomadland, yeah. But still tell it in a way that we're gonna be interested in, and that's what I'm excited about because that's what that's like she, yeah. That I'm just I just want to see. Yeah, I she hope does. so. Yeah, that definitely. I hope so. Just after I haven't seen the writer, but after watching Nomadland, I was like, I mean, I don't even know how to just, just to describe the film because it just starts off with very little dialogue, you know, or. Yeah just barely anything you know it's just Francis uh Francis McDormand Fern just kind of doing things like getting a job she works at this Amazon warehouse you know and she just kind of like sort of like timid and kind of keeps her head down through like you know like through the Amazon place or whatever and she doesn't really want like feel like she's wants to get to know anyone or make any friends she's kind of just there to right, survive you know yeah. yeah and to work or whatever you know because she is you know she has to live in a van because the um the town she lived in with her husband uh empire like the whole steel mill or not the steel something like i can't remember what it was exactly, exactly. yeah it's like it's a it's this is a true important. story like i mean it's not that it's not important it's just that that's I, I think that's one of the things that's really great about this film is that mm. it's not really about the town no, it's about her. It's about an individual. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, individuals have different uh, journeys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, to try to make a film about that town specifically and what everyone felt and went through would yeah. be kind of, you know, difficult. Yeah. So for her to pick someone just like this one specific person, you know what I mean? Like, and to go through her yeah, journey. Her, yeah, her journey, her, her eyes. Yeah, you 
yeah, you definitely you see what she what she's go- going through and what she's dealing with, and um, just like how she's she, she's new to uh, like you know living in a van like where these people where there's where she kind of has friends that have been doing this you know yes yeah and we she, I mean we 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 talked about this yeah where to me I mean you know if anyone's watched this film you know we talked about how we felt like all those people that she met were there to live in a van and really experience things you know they want to mm-hmm. see you know buffalo on the side of the road they want to see mm-hmm. those mountaintops they want to see like those sunsets i never we never at least you know again we i, I feel like we never really got the impression that francis mcdormand cared about any of that yeah it was, not it was at more all. a yeah, defiance she... to like well you know what i'm not you know what you want to kick me out of my town well guess what i'm gonna live in my van and I, I can go yeah. wherever I want. Yeah, because she to, wants to stay in this yes. place where... I don't need to have a new address. Mm-hmm. My address is still that, mm-hmm. you know? But I can still go wherever I want and do what I want. Whereas those other people she met, they were just like, no, I want to see these beautiful things. I want to experience mm-hmm. life outside of just my town. Yeah, the reason they're in this town is just because it's a stop. Right. You know? Yeah. They're, they're planning on going somewhere else. And Francis McDormand, you see her like stay in her van and it's going to get below zero and someone tells her like oh there's like a church shelter down the road you should sleep there because it's going to get cold and and francis dormant to to everyone's whenever she gets advice in this film she's just doesn't want to take it yeah she turns it down and then she eventually always ends up and sort of suffers for it yeah yeah and 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 that's yeah it's like one of those things where you know, like you said, you know, someone's telling you, you can't sleep in this van. Yeah. It's fine. You can park in this van and sleep in here. We don't mind you being in our parking lot, but it's going to freeze. Yeah. Go to these beds. And she just like wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, not and, at all. And, and like everyone in, you know, and that's why, you know, there I've seen shit online where people are complaining about this movie being like, oh, that's not the real nomad experience. Mm-hmm. That's not really how people are. And it's like, well, yeah, no, I don't think that's. I don't think Chloe Zhao was trying to make this film the definite nomad experience. I think she was trying to show one specific experience of this woman who had, you know, her whatever she dealt with, right? Her husband dying and her town falling apart. You know, it, it's not really about this is how they all do it. Yeah. It's how this one person was experiencing it, which I think is a lot more um, interesting, in my opinion, because you're going through one person's journey you're not you know kind of laying a very uh simple uh broad um you know stereotype over these things where it's like oh these are how all nomads are right you know yeah it's just a peek into this yes. life you know yeah it's not and the it's all divine different. yeah the and people she meets are all very different you know yeah, that she talks the, to they have different they're reasons all there why they're doing different yeah. reasons they're all you know following this i forget the guy's name that they're following kind of that He's kind of like right. He's like a, he's a, like on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, he, and he like, lets them know how to like kind of live like yeah, that. live like this. And yeah, I can't remember everything. Yeah, damn, but he's a real sure. guy. I imagine. I'm pretty sure he's probably. A real yeah, thing. I should have looked that up. Yeah, yeah, his videos or something. Yeah, but we yeah. should live like that. But it's we need to get an RV and we just need to do a podcast <laughs> in the RV. We'll drive around, watch movies. We'll become nomad lands. Nomad lads. <laughs> nomad movie l- l- lands. <laughs> Yeah, would you guys still listen? Is anyone listening? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is so. I mean, it's based off a book, right? From Jessica yes. Bruder. She like she actually 
did this, you right, know, like right. spent she time in the van, like, yeah. and lived with these people, like, you know, like the nomad land, nomad or whatever. And um, so I'm kind of curious just how maybe like, cause this is just like, obviously Chloe Zhao wrote the, the script for the screen or whatever. And she, um, I wonder what, like, if this is like, if she just made up something with this story or someone was kind of going through this, you know, like, like Fern, you know, like mm-hmm. she met someone in there, like, you know, in, in the, like, uh, the nomad, the van thing, you know? I mean, it's probably possible because I feel like, um, for the writer, she, mm-hmm. you know, those people are real people who really dealt with the thing she did the movie. Yeah. About. That's also another thing that, right. There's only really two actors, right? Uh, like movie actors in this yeah, film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone That's, else yeah, everyone yeah. else is real, like a real per right. like I mean, they're really doing this and they're not you know, like uh they're not screen actors, you know. I think the guy from the writer mm-hmm. is the guy who's they show those cowboys playing yeah. like in a truck and uh-huh. the guy's playing guitar and he's wearing a sublime shirt. Yeah. That's I think that's the the he's guy in, from the writer, the oh, main okay. guy. And when I saw that scene, because he's wearing a sublime shirt, I thought, I was like, oh, that's the villain. <laughs> that's going to be the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he's a, he's an all right guy. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the guy from the writer. I'm pretty sure that that's, uh, I you know, because yeah, he's not an actor. Yeah. He's just, yeah, he's just a guy who really mm. dealt with the situation that the writer's about, which is oh. about the guy who rides horses or like bulls or something right and he, he trains them or what is he yeah doing? he trains them and then he like gets a head injury from it oh okay okay and the guy really did mm-hmm. but yeah anyway so yeah that's it, it it does it's it's just two actors who are actually actors and mm-hmm. and i think we were talking about that too yeah before where in the beginning scene where francis mcdormand yeah you, she you notice is, this for sure she is very actory with the the guy who she's who going to like her um storage storage unit. place and her husband died so yeah. she's just sort of taking things from there and it's just like this old man who obviously owns a storage place yeah. in some place in fucking utah or whatever the hell it is it was like nevada right yeah nevada in the middle of nowhere mm. and you know you, you can tell he's not an actor Mm-hmm. and he's just sort of doing his basic what he would probably do to anybody that did what she was doing and she very much tries to act with him she's like trying to hug him and like look him in the eye and give him these looks and stuff like that and so it felt very like oh she's gonna like act and all these other people aren't are not, and that's yeah. gonna feel very strange mm-hmm. but it doesn't it doesn't continue i feel like maybe that scene they were just like, yeah, no, don't do this anymore. Yeah, that's fine there, but don't do it anymore. And she doesn't. Frances McDormand is fabulous in it. She's really good in it. But I really yeah. Got after scared. that, she's really like quiet, and she's just yes, like letting the other them, people like yes. kind of talk to her, and like she reacts like very like timidly to them. You know, like she doesn't want to really hear them, but. She- these people are just going to tell their story to whomever, yeah, you know, like whoever they run into. Because that's how you have to like know how to find that balance where, mm-hmm. you know, these are people who are not actors and they're just going to talk to you. Yeah. So you can't act. You have to just talk to them. Mm-hmm. And then so I felt like that first scene was sort of like, oh, God. But yeah. then after that, no, she doesn't do that at all. So it, it just really felt it was a really great performance. I mean, Frances McDormand is great all the time. Mm-hmm. But stuff like this, it's sort of made for certain actors. 
yeah. that sort of you know on the ground you're dealing with non-actors it's just you who's the famous person and we're putting you in like you really have to work at amazon you really have to like do yeah. these things and sometimes you know big celebrity names can't really handle that and yeah, I feel like, like Tom Cruise is like grinning through Amazon the whole time. There would be no fucking way that Tom Cruise <laughs> could do any of that. Pretend to be a real person. There'd be no way. There'd be no he way. He would just be jumping on the Amazon boxes and yeah. yelling at me. <laughs> he would just be like grabbing someone like, you know, by the shoulders <laughs> shoulders and be like, he's like, what time is it? What time's lunch? <laughs> like, you know, it'd be like all dramatic. It would never be anything that's like just when a regular get person. <laughs> you know, because like, you know, when you see yeah. something like Mickey Rourke and like the wrestler where he's yeah. able to like work at that meat market and it feels very natural it doesn't yeah no one's acting. like a wrestler working at a yes. meat market <laughs> yes it feels very natural and yeah. that and that's what i feel like chloe zhao is able to capture here with francis mcdormand so and david yeah like he's he one of those feels, actors he actually feels even more so that yeah he, that he could always do that yeah we could always have him and stuff like that yeah he feels yeah he, he felt very natural yeah so david he plays kind of like sort of the love interest i mean it's kind of it's very awkward, like, right. like you know, these, like... It, it's, like not, it's just not too heavy-handed, which I really liked. Well, yeah, it's just, like, this it's awkward, a, like, uh, a human connection, interest. you know? Yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. just, like, there's these... They're obviously these older people. They've been with someone, like, a long time ago and for, like, for a long time, you know? Right. And you don't know really how to, like, be, you know, interested in someone or let them know you're interested, like, you know, like, without coming off so, like, like, I don't know, like unnatural like unnatural you know just yeah, doesn't feel it's, like it's just hard when yeah. they when he hugs her and stuff it's just like they're both kind of like i don't they just don't know what to do yeah they don't know how to they don't know how intimate to be with each other yeah. because they've already yeah they're just yeah, yeah it's crazy but, but it's interesting yeah it i is really a, like that because yeah i did too they don't really get too much into it which i think is really good that really like is cool to me when you can sort of just scratch the surface of a relationship mm-hmm. like that yeah and you don't need to like do the hollywood thing and you get into it yeah exactly like i was afraid that was gonna yeah, happen i was like oh sure. please don't just like they're gonna yeah. like no, oh I've... they're gonna go off in their van or something i trusted chloe yeah. i trusted her i knew i she didn't would, know you know i, I knew i i knew yeah. she'd do it but yeah for but yeah. sure you could kind of feel that it, it kind of lingers on that mm-hmm. you know it, it does a good balance of that where you're just like ah oh, shit it might tiptoe into the worst part of that yeah, like, where, yeah, where it is just way too Hollywood, like happy ending BS, you know. Yes. But it doesn't, you know, like, and she no, goes when, and especially when she goes and visits him, like, because mm-hmm. uh, David goes like back with his son, you know, because he's having a, uh, his son is having a child, so like, right. you know, and he's kind of, and they ask him to like move back with him, and yeah, stuff. yeah. And when uh, Fern gets there, she kind of sees that like he's probably gonna be staying here, you know, and it's weird. It's just weird because. When they get to the house, which is like probably the first house we see, right? Like um, a home. Like there's yes, this question. There's yes. throughout this whole movie. There's this question of home and no, you're right. Where yeah. your home is? Because mostly and, we're in the desert. We're seeing RVs and stuff. Yeah. That when when she goes and visits. Well, no, because we see her sister's house first, actually, before we see him. I thought it was after. No, she goes to visit the sister first, right? No, she goes after because okay, her van breaks right. down. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, either way, that that is the first house but we yeah. see. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like this is kind of like daunting thing. Like she's like how you said she was kind of scared of it, and yeah, like it, it feels, to go in and it kind feels of like, very like a uh, like a haunted house. Yeah, the way that that it's filmed, 
Whereas, like, throughout the film, she's just walking through the middle of the street. Almost like uh, how and the it, house in the <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know how it's, yeah, like, kind of mm-hmm. sweeps down low? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. And the house is just, like, so big and, For like, sure. kind of scary. Yeah. It kind of has that little feeling to it, like, document documentary style kind of thing. To For it. sure. Yeah, yeah. It just, it was very, like, a. it felt like a really deliberate choice in, yeah. to where you're just like, oh, yeah, like, Every time she's in a town, she's just walking in the middle of the street. Oh, like yeah, it, yeah. It so. doesn't mean anything to mm-hmm. her. None of this means uh, the civilization ain't shit. Yeah. But once she goes to those houses and, you you know, you get the view of what she's looking at, you're yeah. just like, oh, shit, like, that looks scary. Yeah, and she's, like, scared to go in it. Like, she doesn't, like, you know, she's kind of, like, you know, she's kind of, like, stays away. Like, she kind of waits a little bit, like, just, like, not even to go in the house right away, yeah. you know? Like, she kind of lingers a little bit and, like, when she's t- talking to David and stuff. Yeah, and that's the kind of, like, shit that I think people don't realize is what, like, genius shit. Mm-hmm. You know, because you could have, like, a bunch of fucking flashy shots, yeah. long shots, shit's all colorful, shit's jumping around. But when you do something like this where it's very subtle mm-hmm. and it's not asking to be seen, you sort of have to notice it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have to notice those things that that the fact that when she looks at a house, it like kind of like swallows her and warps her. Yeah. Whereas when she's walking down, like literally, there's a bunch of times where she's in all these towns and she's walking in the middle of the street. Like, it doesn't mean anything to her. Yeah, where she, yeah, it doesn't necessarily feel like... It doesn't uh, scare her. It doesn't like... Uh, intimidate her at all. Right. You know, like like in this, she's just and, like, I'm here. I just have to do this because I have to be in this town to get groceries or to work or whatever yeah. and I'll be gone. But once she has to go to the house, whether it's her sister's house or, mm. or David Stratton's house, it's always just this very like, oh, shit, like, I don't yeah. know how to live. I don't know how to deal with this. Well, it's yeah. like a monster swallowing me. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's always that thing that intimidates her. It, well, you see it in the beginning when she joins the nomad kind of like uh, the what do they call it a convoy kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. She's like intimidated by like human interaction and like a sense of home and like a you know of of being like with other people and kind of like having like i don't know, sort of uh like an, a relationship with things you know other right. than just herself and being kind of on her own you know and that's like that i think that's very like intimidating to her especially because you know when she does go to uh david's son's house um it's uh it's thanksgiving so you know she knows she, you know she's gonna meet other people like and like the people there and they and they and they know about her like that she lives in a van obviously because Dave does too but right. he's not and it's just like this weird like human inter- interaction with like these people you know yeah like, it's always weird like because you know every time I do Thanksgiving with my family I tell them I live in a van <laughs> they're just like what I'm just like well you know I'm a nomad man <laughs> and that's that's the truth look. Let's let's wrap up on this. Okay, let's yeah. do final thoughts. Uh Mondo, you go first. Yeah. Give it a rating, give it a final thoughts, and even say, do you think should it should it be in the criterion collection? Yeah. Let's hear it. Fuck uh, it. Let's yeah. do it. Well, I mean, yeah, this is my first Chloe's uh Zhao movie. I I completely forgot about the writer. I remember when it came out, like there was kind of a lot of buzz around it and stuff like that, but I just never got around to watching it. But after watching Nomad Land and realizing she did that i was like oh shit i gotta go back and watch the writer you know mm-hmm. and and at first i was kind of like i didn't know what to expect from this film like especially and it was just weird to see francis mcdormand like this because she's always kind of like kind of a sassy character you know like she like 
she's not a woman that is just like a she's not timid or anything or scared like you know she's always just like up front sort of you know uh-huh. and so it was, it was nice to see her like this like you know as the movie went on like i i got the sense of like what was going on like what uh chloe Zhao was trying to do with this you know with her and her character you right know? with that specific y- story yeah, yeah like where she is like she's just afraid of like humor human interaction again like you know she left home early she got married quickly you know and just like lived this life and was and now it's it was like torn from her like because her husband had passed away and then you know the town like pretty much fell apart it's not a town anymore yeah you know and she doesn't want to leave so what's the name of the town empire empire yeah but yeah Yeah, that's crazy that because that's a real thing that's like a real story yeah, yeah, it's not like made up. That's uh, that's cr- that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's really sad. Like how it's very sad like, because uh, people you know, are just left out on their they, asses. They, you know, that wasn't their fault. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 lived there, and that was what was part of their lives. And they they were told that yeah, this is gonna this is your job, and you're just here, and you can yeah. do this. You know, yeah, it's crazy. Sorry, <laughs> Keep but going. yeah, but one of the things about this film is just how. S- uh photo photographic it is like you know ev- mm. everything mm. just feels like mm. these beautiful photographs is oh, like yeah they're just like breathing and, and like living and like it's, you just it's like it's literally like how you want like your pictures and how you like how you want when you go on a road trip that's mm. like that's how you want it to look yeah that's how you want it to feel and look L- literally yeah. yeah i mean like these people are living like you know they're not living like it's tough like they show her shitting in a like a bucket you know yeah, which and is it, great. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> but I mean, like, there's, I've never, you know, you never feel sorry for these people because they, they yeah, made this no, choice no, no, and they made it like, you know, it's not, it, yeah, it's not because you, yes, yeah, yeah, there's no reason to. Yeah, because they've made this, like, they want to travel and they want to see, you know, because of something they've lost and they realize they don't have all this yeah, time no, on I this. I feel sorry for myself. Yeah, because they don't have time on this, you know, they only have so much time on this earth and they're exactly. going to use it in, yeah, and, being like having like a nine to five and like having a 30 year mortgage is not part of that plan. And it just For makes sure. you stuck in this yep. like town. And that's what like, that's what Fern's character is. Like she was stuck and planted in this kind of American dream almost, you know, and realizing that maybe things change and things happen and you have to kind of like really live for yourself sort of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and have human interaction and kind of like be open to things, you know, like, and she was not open to anything throughout this film until kind of the end, you know? Yeah. When you see it. But I mean, I have to give this movie definitely a, uh, yeah, four, four out of five for sure. I mean, I would definitely watch this movie again and would want to see it in the at a theater. <laughs> but would you let into the collection if I, we had to? You know? Yeah, I mean this. This seems like one of those films that would just be like immediate release on. Uh, I really think collection, it probably you know? will be. You, you think so? I think so. He's calling it. He's swinging for the fences, folks. I think <laughs> they will. I really do. Like I, you know, yeah. in, in terms of, you know, I give this uh, fucking straight four fat Winnebagels. <laughs> like this is just a solid film. It, it's beautiful and like you said, it's it's picturesque. It just really captures that idea yeah. of um just going out into you know with the american frontier and and it really like does capture that idea that like this fucking earth that we live on 
There's so many people, places, and things, and it's one of the fucking most that, loneliest places. Like that's like that's ever. Another, that's you another, know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's just like it, it doesn't matter. It, it's just so fucking lonely. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how many people or where you are. Even if you're by yourself or around a bunch of fucking people, she's always lonely. Yeah. She's lonely in the mm-hmm. Amazon warehouse. She's lonely when she's just by. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like it doesn't matter. Like you it's just a weird thing to like yeah it's just it really captures that idea of Mm -hmm. like there is no you know obviously you know you have friends and stuff but every person in this fucking huge rock that's just spinning in space is lonely you know there's no there's just no getting around that Mm -hmm. like it's just a lonely ass place because Mm -hmm. humans don't really understand what they're doing or where they are Mm -hmm. and you know when you talk you know when you think about the people who you know that she experiences and they're like oh you know i i love seeing you know sparrows nests on the side of the rocks and and and, you know they're they're uh you know the 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 eggs are dropping into the the water and i'm kayaking and i see all this shit and to me that's just like oh yeah that's what that's literally like this like loneliness because When you're in like a city and you're in like this environment, you have all these people around you and you're able to go to bars and do all this shit. But you have it, these but distractions. It feel real. You just, they're just distractions. Well, it just you know? doesn't feel real. They're fun times, but it doesn't yeah. feel real. But when you go and you're just like, fucking A, I'm just like in the middle of like a national forest. I see some buffalo come across my car or I'm just like kayaking or, or whatever, white water rafting. Yeah. Like that's like, those are real experiences. Those yeah. are like beautiful experiences. They well, mean that, more than whatever. That's what I'm you know? saying. Like the city, the bar yeah. life is they're just distractions from the loneliness to right. make you forget about it. Yeah, yeah. But like those it, those moments when you're alone and like in like yeah. the like natural beauty of earth and the forests and stuff like that, you you know, you just you feel something different. You For feel sure. something real, you know? And I think the reason why this film is so good is because Chloe Zhao and Frances McDormand were able to capture both sides mm-hmm. where it's you know, people who really, really go to that extreme because they love that. Yeah. They love nature. They love that shit. Mm. And also, the people who just, they're doing it because they have to. Yeah. It's not because they want to see that shit. It's because, well, this is where I can park my van. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think it's a really good balance. It doesn't really give you the permanent, oh, this is what nomads are like. Yeah. It's more so of like, okay, well, this is one specific person's journey yeah. through that type of life. And it always changes. It's always different. Everyone's yeah. different, you know? So Yeah, I everyone's think experience should, is going to be different. I really do sure. believe that they were going to put it in the collection. I really do. Yeah, probably. I, really I, do. I don't I don't disagree with you on that at all. So that's Nomadland. It's so on what Hulu. You, you gave it a four, you said? I gave it, a, I gave it four Winnebago's. Okay. Four yeah. RVs. It, everyone go see it everyone's gonna love it it's on hulu goddamn yeah, just, there's no reason not to watch it watch it that was nomadland you should check that out on hulu uh because it's just there and it's a great film but now we're gonna talk about another film that you should check out on hbo max judas and the black messiah directed by shaka king starring danny kalua lakeith stanfield jesse plemons and dominic fishback yeah, and this is the uh, the story of Bill O'Neill who infiltrates the Black Panthers party per FBI agent Mitchell and J. Edgar Hoover. As the party chairman <laughs> Fred Hampton uh, ascends for, uh, for a fellow revolutionary en route, a battle wages for O'Neill's soul. 
Hell yeah. That's pretty deep. That's a deep synopsis. It is very deep, especially yeah. with the Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> it's very and, deep. But, and who plays J. Edgar Hoover is... Uh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Uh, yes. Just, you know, they do this thing, and I guess we'll just get into that right off the bat. They do this thing in Hollywood where they just... You know, J. Edgar Hoover <laughs> was a disgusting man. Yeah. A fat, square head, and he was extremely ugly, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But they do this thing where they have like, uh, so for instance, Martin Sheen here, Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. uh, played him, and also Billy Crudup played him in Public Enemies with... Uh, oh, really? With yes. The Johnny Depp and... Yes. Yeah. And he, it, it, they all just made them have some fat, weird head <laughs> and make them have this weird, like, ah, nah, 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 like this weird voice. And I get it. When you I know? first saw Martin Sheen in this, I thought I was like, is he Nixon? I thought it was Nixon too. <laughs> yeah. Because they're both just disgusting. Yeah. But yeah, but anyway, that's not but that you know that's neither here nor <laughs> there when it comes to this film because yeah. fuck the white people. Yeah, let's talk about the Black Panthers. Let's talk about fucking Daniel Kaluuya. I just want to get into that right off the bat. Oh, go for it. Because that's just my favorite thing about this fucking movie is Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just like it's. It's really crazy to me because, you know, I always think about shit like that, right? You know, I'm, we're, we're of a certain age mm-hmm. and we're sort of stuck in this sort of weird uh, kind of place where, you know, we, we, we're like part of this generation where we have the younger and the older, you know, we're mm-hmm. kind of stuck between, like we have both of them, you know, we could like relate to kind of both of these things. Okay. Yeah. And I really feel like for us, as in the age that we are, that like Lakeith Stanfield and Danny Kaluuya is like our generation of like we're watching like Don great Cheadle. actors, get, yeah, like in Denzel yeah. Washington, like in their prime, mm-hmm. where we couldn't have because yeah. we were too young for that. Where now we're, I'm like, like I'm like, we're gonna like, like Lakeith Stanfield and Danny Kaluuya are gonna be like old ass dudes, like at the Oscars, like presenting shit mm-hmm. because they're just and we're gonna, gonna be, be old ass dudes be, watching exactly because <laughs> yeah. they're gonna just have done so much great yeah. shit throughout their careers, which is just, and that's why I'm really excited about this film because it you know Shaka King is a new director, and um, you know but but they have the great uh, Sean Babbitt right. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean Bobbitt. Sean Bobbitt. Yeah. As the cinematographer who worked with the great Steve McQueen, mm-hmm. who's done Hunger, uh, Shame. Oh, he's done all those? Yes. He did Hunger, Shame, and 12 Years a Slave oh, okay. with Steve McQueen. He didn't do Widows with him? Yes. He might have done Widows with him. Yes, yes, yes. So all those except yeah. the small act stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Everything but that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and when you first start out, when you first start watching this film, you get that. Like, yeah. you know, if you're not, you know, obviously, if you're not a, a Steve McQueen fan, you don't know that. But when so you, you don't see, get that. Well, well, you know, <laughs> no, for I'm me, joking. when I saw the way that he was spinning around the key Stanford, I was like, damn, this is like Steve McQueen. This is like they're, they're not. Yeah, that is such a great shot. Like uh, yeah. when I first saw it, I didn't kind of notice it that really. And then I kind of watched the beginning again. And I was like, oh, shit, this is really cool. Like it's setting up a. a the Keith Stansfield's character, Bill O'Neill. Who, oh, for sure. He's a, this is a, I mean, based on a true story. I don't know how, like, all the things happen, but, like, a lot right. of this stuff happened. Yeah, you know? for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, and he, he you don't know what he's doing. Like, he's just kind of looking in, and he's just looking, like, the car's there, and he's smoking, and he takes a cigarette, and then and then he finally goes in, and then, and then I don't, you know, he's, like, 
you don't he's like um he's pretending to be an fbi agent you know to like steal this car pretty much and that's what he does you know he's kind of yeah he goes de- into a bar he's a degenerate guy yeah. he's not this like uh i don't know he's not he's looking out for himself you know well, he's no not one a else. hero yeah he's yeah. not yeah and throughout this movie he's not a hero even like even though maybe you kind of he starts to feel something for the Black Panthers and sure, stuff, but right. he never fully engages <laughs> yeah. with like no. you know. Yeah, he's spineless. Yeah. And yeah. look, um, <laughs> I think it, it's it's really crazy to me because when I f- finished the film, I was like, I don't know why they took the route of focusing on the snake. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I would have loved to have just really have a film where it just goes into fred hampton yeah fred and just hampton. see everything yeah. that he has you know because daniel kalu is so fucking like you know he, he's just so electrifying he just like brings your attention into him and yeah. don't get me wrong same thing with lakeith stanfield mm-hmm. he's so good that like you're just like really into this fucking snake yeah you're like I, oh, oh fuck i want to see what this guy does i want to mm-hmm. see if he turns around or if you know, especially if you don't know the story, because yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, the I didn't story. know. I, yeah, yeah. Going in this, I did not know the story. I don't even. I didn't even know who Fred Hampton was. You right, know? but when I think about it, I'm just like, damn, that's like a really great place to go from it from a, a storytelling standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because if you just sort of do like a Fred Hampton movie, it might just kind of be just you know sort of a run of mill bio bio but yeah definitely. where it's just sort of boring and you're just sort of like this uh, gives it you're just the, hitting the same beat this just it, gives it a different edge you know yes for sure and, like it also it just feels more so like it's not really about um uh, it's about fred hampton but it's not really a uh, about like his life it's about his impact and the black panthers impact of that time and how this and one how guy, the police were literally just, how this one brick through a window yeah came and fucked that all up yeah he literally led the police and like let them like kill fred hampton yeah. which is fucking crazy yeah because and just how how much snakes uh the cops are and the fbi is oh, and how yes you know like they're oh, how they've always been yeah. Like, how have they not it's killed tr- any of the leaders of the KKK, mm-hmm. but they're killing all these fucking black... That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's, and you see how, that's like... insane. Yeah, you just see how, like, yeah, it's, you know, like, all these things, like, the cops are, like, here just to suppress, like, change and revolution and keep, you know, poor people down, like, yeah. beaten, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and there's even a good scene where Lakeith sent... Or, no, um, sorry... Daniel Kaluuya's character, Fred Hampton, he goes to like this, uh, um, I don't know what they are. They're like s- the Southern, uh, what is it? The, what like is- a gang, right? Y- so you're talking about the gang? The white, the white people that he goes into there. Like, uh, oh, they're like, a, yeah, they're, they're kind like of a, like, a, like, a, like a racist, like right wing kind yeah, of like like gang, a, but they're, but they're poor that flag, people. What's that flag called? The Confederate flag. Uh, the Confederate flag. Yeah. You know, they hang that and, yeah. and he, Daniel Kaluuya, like that that's one of the great things about this Fred, uh, Fred Hampton, you know, is that he, he like teaches these people, like, you know, it's not about violence. It's like, it's like, you know, they're not just keeping us down, but they're also keeping our these white people down. It wasn't you know? even about race. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why he goes into like, uh, you know, these like Confederate flag people, yeah. like, and tells them like, they're doing it's the same class. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a classism thing. And he's like teaching them like, 
they're doing the same thing they're doing us to you you know yeah. like it they're the same schools like these crappy schools and stuff and just yeah, keep dude. you down and that's like such a and again i'll just go back to daniel kalua i mean that swagger in that scene yeah like how would you not be convinced by the way he like fucking tells you like yeah you fucking idiots like they're doing that to all of us yeah we all want to like we're all mm-hmm. poor yeah. Like they're they're putting us against each other. He's we should be to, against the government, the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And early on, uh, uh, he says like, you know, he's like, there's, there's power in like the masses. You know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And he, that's what he's trying to do because he realizes that's how he's gonna, you know, make yeah, that says, make that brick bigger. That right. He's throwing, when he says you know? he's doing the Rainbow Coalition. Yeah. We're just like, yeah, we're doing white, brown, black. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody. Yeah. Like, and that's what it should be. Yeah, and exactly. That, that's like the smartest thing that mm-hmm. it absolutely. That's how we are going to win against everybody if we all realize yeah. that we're all. It's really not about uh, color. We're it's all in this class. together. Yeah, the class we're all yeah. lower class. We're all yeah. fighting each other for no fucking reason. Yeah. We should be upset okay. about the people who are like literally making we're the controlling money us. and Jeff controlling Bezos us and keeping fucking- us down. Whatever the, all these other fools are named. Like, well, whoever probably produced this movie, yeah. Judas and the Black Messiah, is keeping us down. Which is pretty crazy because that's what's really funny. This is like a pretty radical movie. Yeah. And it's a pretty mainstream movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's It's got these really mainstream stars. It's not like some indie film from like a foreign mm-hmm. country that's like really bringing... Because, you know, this movie straight up says, fuck the police and fuck the FBI. Yeah. Like and the way no, the way it paints re- the police no re- too, yeah, like, fuck the police and fuck the FBI, like straight up, like yeah. that's what this movie says, and they're not wrong. And if you don't see that, yeah, like, and it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. It, it's not even like um, some dumb like little like teenager kind of like I don't like authority kind of shit. It's no. really like solid. No, like we are being fucked by these people, and they don't care about us, and yeah. they don't. You know what I mean? Like they're letting the KKK live, run them up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, burn crosses on people's homes and stuff like this. Like, you know, the Black Panthers weren't doing that. They had no, guns and stuff, but uh, but so did the KKK. They would like, have helped you know? us out. Yeah, you know, they would because they're you know trying to I mean? help their community yeah. and like be like, you know, servants to the community, like protect and serve what the police it says on the side of their cars. You know, like yeah, and teach and give people knowledge about things. You know, like for sure, and for sure, that's crazy. Like. And that's that's weird because we're talking about this movie. This it's been out like maybe two weeks or so. Like yeah, it's been probably. on on HBO Max yeah. and like nobody. Well, I well I haven't seen. I'm not saying nobody, but I haven't seen like really people meant like they talked about this, but not in the way that me and you are talking about it. Kind of and how like. Um, I guess I I I can understand that, but I I have seen it. Okay. I have seen it. Yeah, I okay. have seen and heard a lot of people really kind of understand what it is and yeah really because i mean mm-hmm. look you know is it like the best movie ever not necessarily mm-hmm. but it really shows that like it just has all these different uh components that come together shaka king the director mm-hmm. yeah. i will watch anything that he's gonna do from now on yeah because it feels very exciting it feels vibrant it feels new mm-hmm. and it's just like great to just be like oh shit there's like a a black director who has like something to say and he's going to do something, you know? And then also again, I mean, for me, this, why this movie stands out to me is because it's just like, dude, like we have Daniel Kaluuya, fucking Lakeith Stanfield and Jesse Clemens, like Mm -hmm. to get that, that's just already. And then there's fucking, uh, 
uh, Dominic Fishback, who just yeah. she literally when she first appears in this movie, yeah, when I she was talks to like, him after his like that? little, yeah, like why, like they're really focusing on her and she really captures your attention. Mm-hmm. And then throughout it, when she becomes you know his girlfriend and, and she's yeah. having his kid and stuff, she really just feels like a fucking genuine person. Yeah. It's not acting; it, it just feels like. Like I, I, you know, you feel the love, you feel the idea. She just which feels you, so natural. Yeah, like, she says know, that yeah. speech about him being like, "Oh, you know, you're up there talking about how you're gonna die, but I'm having your kid, yeah. and you're willing to die for this shit, and you're just like, oh yeah, like that's like such a real thing. You, you, you're, you're like married to this person who's like part of this revolution. He's mm-hmm. willing to do these things, but yeah. he's not even really kind of thinking about you. Yeah, she's and not to say that he's a bad person for that, but you know what I mean. And, and to feel, but he's willing to give his life for this right. revolution. But and she feel and, and she's and from she the mother's so perspective. Yeah, you know? she like, just uh, she she really, makes him really understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you really felt yeah. that. You really and he, felt. And that he's she, there to listen too. Like you know, like yeah. Those intimate moments is what what I really enjoyed about this because mm-hmm. a lot of it was I think the dizzit the dizzit. You know how shit spun around mm-hmm. the key stamp It was yeah. like trying to make you paranoid about him. Yeah, because he didn't know what the fuck was up or down. He's yeah. like, oh fuck, is the FBI gonna fuck me? Is are these people gonna, you know? And then so he has he, like this no, he has like no moral compass, you know? Yeah, like yeah, he doesn't yeah. feel like for anyone, like you for know, sure. he, he's going against like his race. That's kind of like I don't know, not, and, and not dumb to say, but I mean, he's no, selling it him is. out. It's it, because for nothing, and yeah. he doesn't even really care. Yeah, it isn't until they let you know what hap- what he does at the end of the film yeah. that you're just like, oh shit, like that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, what is the the interview that he did for what this document what a uh, documentary it was called i can't remember it but was it was like a, eyes yeah. to or it was like on it was it was a like pbs a documentary yeah pbs there and yeah and this is like the only interview he gave you know and which is which i don't know i don't know if you can find that somewhere i'd want to see that just i'm sure you can yeah but yeah so yeah that it just it's this the way that they did because because this could have just been a general biopic where they just kind of focus on the general things and just go through the beats but i think the fact that they that chaka king and the cinematographer were able to do that dizzying effect of you know you're following lakeith sanfield's character you feel Mm -hmm. like you don't know you're you're upside down you're just like oh shit everything's just like coming at me it's all one take it just it feels very serious Mm -hmm. and then they were still able to do when um fred hampton and his wife are talking to each other it's very intimate it's very it doesn't feel that that regular kind of oscar Beatty two shot like you know it feels very close and yeah it it, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like someone's filming something it feels like two people are talking and you don't yeah you're not worried about what the shots are you're just worried about these two people yeah they're not blocking it they're not like there's just like this natural kind of way they're just like you know he's just laying in bed and he kind of he like stumbles across her diary, you know, and the way she comes in is like, oh, that's private. And just how like how like, yeah, how the camera's positioned, how they're there. Yeah, when she starts saying you know, the poem like, yeah. and, and it's very like intimate with yeah. both of them. It's very close yeah. on them. You know what I mean? It yeah, feels it's beautiful. Very, it's, it just it lets you kind of get the sense of, OK, so we know we know Fred Hampton and the, his speech and his yelling mm-hmm. and, and all yeah. that stuff. And that's fucking great. You see a different side of him. But like that where there. He's, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like that vulnerable side where yeah. this woman is able to kind of overpower him where you just feel like no one can overpower Fred Hampton. Yeah. Especially from what you've seen 
from the way Daniel Kaluuya portrays him. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he's, like, a fucking yeah. beast. Yeah. And so she's able to kind of come there and break down that, like, and make mm-hmm. it intimate. And I really enjoyed that because... Yeah, she makes him shy. She's yeah, like, oh, I didn't it, realize you exactly. were a shy person. You yeah, know? that's great. And it doesn't do it in a stupid, typical, biopic yeah. way. So I think we should, like, wind down on this, right? Okay, yeah. We What's can. your last thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, say this... it. <laughs> say, give it a rating. Should it be in the Criterion Collection? I mean, I really think that's. I mean, I really think we're talking about these two films because they sort of are yeah. kind of on. You know, that's they, why this is. Yeah, that's why we it. wanted to make a bonus episode. Like we're not. Yeah. Not every new movie we're gonna do a bonus episode on, but just ones that we feel that are kind of standoutish and almost like Criterion worthy, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I. Honestly, when I was kind of watching it, I watched it in two parts and then I kind of like watched the beginning again just because, I don't know, I didn't get a feel for it sort of. I didn't like, I was just, I just didn't know what was going on and I didn't know the history of for sure. the, these yeah, these, yeah. these people and who they were in in America's history. That yeah, know the context you, of that. You yeah, know, yeah. like I never learned this kind of thing, obviously. That's like. And, Which is fucking crazy. Yeah. And we should I'd, be learning this shit in school. Yeah. And like, yeah, seriously. I never knew really what the. You know, obviously the Black Panthers stood for, you know, black people to be like, you know, just treated as human beings pretty much, you know, like, and they were not. And you see how the cops like are just suppressing them and like all this stuff, you know. So that was just like that. It took me a minute, a while to like wrap my head around all that stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. and realizing like, I don't know anything about this. And uh, I should, you know, about the Black Panthers and everything. And yeah, and the way it's filmed, it like that's one of the things that really I noticed first was just how it's filmed. It just looked this movie looks amazing. Like it just yeah. like the oh, yeah. camera work, the it's like fucking vibrant. Yeah, it's alive. It's, you yeah, know what I mean, it definitely yeah. like it doesn't the it doesn't feel dull. Like no, you know at all. Know. Like it just like where it where if it was just kind of like a regular biopic, it was just kind of these like. Like, you know, like greatest hits thing going yes. through. Friend, yeah, yeah. I mean, very which, muted shots. Very just sort of, uh, we just have to, okay, um, I know that this person's in a costume and I have to get them in this yeah. one shot. You know what yeah. I mean? Where here, that's not, like, they're not worried about that. Yeah. They're, like, worried about, like, giving you, like, the, it's, like, uh, alive. It's, like, mm. fucking, like, this is what's going on. Like, this is the fucking character's yeah. mind. This is, like, Where, you know, like, you know, it's that thing where, like, these moments are recreated, especially, I'm yeah. going to bring, like, up, uh, uh, what was the the Queen movie? Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> where it's just these big moments recreated <laughs> and they're just like spectacle, you know? For and, sure. I mean, yeah, you could have done this with this, but I mean, Fred Hampton's life was so... He, he kind of, I guess he kind of didn't have that, you know? But I mean, there's like moments where like, you know, they're like, they're powerful when he's speaking, you know? And stuff like that. So it's not that and his life was cut so short, you know, when what you realize he's he the cops killed him pretty much when he was 21. They just went in blazing, you know. Yeah. And that's crazy. that's that's insane and it's disgusting. Yeah. It fucking makes me sick. Yes. And I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, this it this is like just a powerful film. Like, you know, it like, is, and yeah. it because because yeah. it's making me realize how much I don't know about like what what's going on and what's still going on, you know. So, I mean, I got to give it a four and I, yeah, I would let it in the collection too. I mean, why not? Yeah. See, and that's where I'll just like run off of that. Go for it. Like, I I feel like that's what I think overall the best thing about this film is that same thing for me. I don't know 
too much about this, but yeah. it makes me want to dig deep into yeah, it. No, yeah, and because it's such a very exciting and you're just, you know, it's done as a thriller. Whereas, mm. like I said, I was talking about earlier where I really wish it was just about Fred Hampton, but that would be a biopic. Yeah. And for it to be sort of this kind of undercover like you don't know mm. if you're supposed to like Lakeith Stanfield you don't know you know you know what I mean or like he's going to redeem himself yeah, or yeah, something you, you go know? through this like, journey yeah. of that and that I think that really would make it uh for you know for most people who might not feel like they want to uh you know dig deep into the Black Panther yeah, or something for sure yeah. they can watch something like this and it's a little bit of a thriller it's a little bit heightened and stuff you know and 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 that will get them to be like, oh, okay, I want to dig deep into this story. I want to yeah. find out about Fred Hampton. I want to find out about Bill O'Neill and all this shit yeah, that's going exactly. on. You know, because that's exactly what it did for me. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I love about this film. Because I don't know anything about this shit. And this really, like, educated me in a way where I'm just like, damn, like, Fred Hampton was, like, fucking, fucking shit up. Yeah. Like, like that's, like... It's also just another layer of respect for Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I yeah. you know, I you know, we always talk about how we would love to make out with dudes here on this podcast, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm like, this is like a saw. Like, if you could just give me, give me seven minutes in heaven <laughs> with Kaluuya, with Stanfield and Plemons. I mean, that's just a solid. That's just a solid kiss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those guys are just bringing shit yeah like i'm so excited to see them in a film this is a solid fucking this is a solid four plemons for me (laughs) this is just i mean i'm i want to see everything that they all do shaka king the director yeah lucas brothers who are these great comics these twin comics oh they that's who that shit. oh shit yeah. yeah i wrote that down uh kenneth and uh keith lucas those yeah. those guys yes oh okay it, you know that's something that we really couldn't didn't get Damn. into but that's okay. pretty shit. they yeah. wrote the like the the basically the you know the the bare bones for it mm-hmm. and then it kind of yeah and shaka shaka king and uh will burson did the script kind of yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but they, they all kind of like started yeah. it and oh, so okay. that was oh, like, that's awesome. Yeah, because I watched this really cool thing where they talked about it and how they were just like, oh, you know, we didn't know anything about the Bill O'Neill thing. We want to, we should write a script that kind of goes in from that yeah. point because uh-huh. they were just going to write a straight up Fred Hampton script. Oh, okay. And so I, you know, and that's why I really appreciate it because mm-hmm. it really, you know, it makes sense from a script writing standpoint. It makes sense mm-hmm. from that. So, yeah. This film, you all should watch it. It's not going to be on HBO forever. Yeah, right. Go Just check it out. A month and yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, they both deserve fucking awards for this shit. Yeah, like, definitely. Seriously, yeah. like they deserve like every award: best best actor, best supporting actor. Dominic for- Fishback. She oh yeah! Oh hell yeah. A, yeah! Oh yeah! She deserves yeah. an award too. Best for- supporting yeah. actress mm-hmm. or best actress, even. Yeah fucking a because Mm -hmm. that's she's one of those actresses that i feel like if she gets that that'll like help her be a more shit Mm -hmm. and i would love to see her more shit because again it just it it doesn't even feel like she's acting it just felt very natural yeah she was great she felt like she felt like that schoolgirl going up to him and like you know like yeah that that real like that was yeah that was it was fantastic so Everyone check out No Man Land. Everyone check out Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, get get upset. Let's start a revolution. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. That's what it's going to make you yeah. do. 
both of those movies. <laughs> yeah. Let's just do some shit. Yeah. Fuck the government. Fuck yeah. all the money. Fuck money. Fuck all of it. <laughs> like, let's just start our own shit. Anyway, yeah. I'm Jordan Garcia. Thank you guys so much for listening. Both of those films should be in the Criterion Collection. I feel like they might Probably, be. Probably, yeah. They I might mean, be. I really do I can't feel wait like, for Shaka King's next movie. Like I really, what they do, I what really he does. do feel like eventually like they'll just be like, oh shit, like Shaka King brought something with this. Mm. I, I can see that in the Criterion Collection. Yeah, so definitely. that'll be really cool. So follow me at Young Jane Fonda. Follow us at the Criterion Cult. Mm-hmm. At Criterion Cult Pod on Instagram. At Criterion Cult on Twitter. Mondo, where can we follow you? And you can follow me at save underscore Mondo on Instagram, Letterboxd, the Twitters. And uh, watch these movies. Let's get... Hell yeah. Let's get a conversation going. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you next time.